Welcome, wonderful woman, to the Friday Fem Power Talk, your podcast for more health, joy, purpose, and positive energy in your life. I'm Kerstin Linnartz, founder of Be Better, and I thank you for tuning in. Today, I'll be covering a topic so big and important that I made it a mini-series. One episode this week, another one next Friday. Our headline is self-care, and I mean real self-care that keeps you healthy and sane and not some wishy-washy stuff. At the end of this episode, you will understand why you need to listen to your feelings if you want a good life and how you can make time for yourself without guilt or shame from yourself and others. If you want to learn more about how to really take care of yourself, visit my website www.bebettercoaching.org and have an inspirational look around. Now, let's dive right in. Here we are live. Welcome, 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 beautiful ladies to my Friday Fem Talk, another episode of my new feature. I'm so excited to share with you again today. And first of all, I want to thank everyone for the wonderful, fantastic feedback I received to our premiere last week. It is my pleasure from the heart and you ladies keep me going. I love the feeling that I'm connecting with women all around the globe and that we together are raising the frequency, this femme power movement is not just a word it is happening i see it i feel it everywhere and i really really love to get messages from women from south africa from women from india from women from australia and they all give the same feedback it is elevating it is encouraging and you know what happens when you get elevated by another woman by inspiration you take that into your everyday life so me knowing that there's one woman in India spreading the positive energy, one in Australia spreading the positive energy, we are creating a snowball effect around the globe. And I welcome you from the heart for another episode of my Friday Fem Talk. Today, I'll be covering a big topic, actually is so big that I'm um, dividing this into two parts. It's kind of a mini series, part one today, part two next week. And the broad topic is self-care. Why is self-care such an important topic? At the end of the day, everything you do, everything you achieve, everything that works out in your life or does not work out comes down to how well you take care of yourself. It starts with small things and it goes to broader, wider things. I want to give you an example that just happened this morning. My beautiful assistant, Kenny, God bless her. Let's send some energy to her. She wrote this morning calling in ill. She's at the hospital at the moment. Everything will be fine. But she was telling me that one of the reasons why she's where she is now is that she's dehydrated. And this is a very, very small thing. No blame here. No shame here. But it starts with the tiny everyday things to maintain your body because your body is the vehicle that you go through life with, right? And we look at all those minor and major things that you need to do 
to really take care of yourself. So today I'll be talking about what real self-care is that really is effective and that really brings your body and your mind into a healthy, powerful state. I'll be talking about identifying the internal signals and feelings that are warning signs and the reasons that you need to take care of yourself. Of course, we look at how to make time for your self-care and a very important one, especially for women, of how to letting go of guilt and shame around taking care of ourselves. I want you to face your everyday life with a mindset and a body well-maintained so that you can really achieve the life that you want to with a perfect health that allows you to enjoy life with a good, strong mindset that allows you to create the career that you are wishing for. And I know that everyone can achieve that no matter what your outer circumstances are at this present moment. All right. I want to thank one lady quickly from my Power of a Woman Collective for handing in this topic. It was Cheryl from Australia. She wrote to me a message. I never seem to have enough time to take care of myself. There is just too much to do. And at the end of the day, I feel exhausted and worn out. Who knows that feeling, ladies? I've been there. I know it very well. And all my clients are reporting this to me. They just keep running in the hamster's wheel. They just keep going, going, going. And there's not enough time to take care of themselves, supposedly, because this is where we cut off the time, right? We take care of everything and everyone first. And then at the end of the day, we cut the time for our self-care. To begin with, I want to make clear that it is not self-care to take a shower in the evening or watch TV at night or zone out binge watching a series. Self-care also does not mean to drink a glass of wine in the evening or even booze to forget the stress of your day. This is not self-care. Self-care means to take care of yourself, of your body, your mind, and your soul in a way that the stress of the day does not even get so much to you that you feel you need to drink alcohol in the evening to come down or that all the power you have left is to jump on your couch and just lay there and zone out. Self-care brings you in a high level of health and joy and radiance and success that you are simply operating on a different level of energy and that the toll taken from you by your everyday task is not as big when you maintain your body and your mind in a proper way then i always call it you develop some type of a protection shield around you so you don't even enter the low levels of energy any longer it is about proactively maintaining the self. I really prefer to use the word maintenance, just like a taxi driver needs to maintain the car he works with. He makes his money, he makes his living with. You need to maintain your body and your mind to live on a high frequency on a high performing level, especially when you're a woman who's running her own business, especially when you are a working mother, maybe even a single working mother rocking everything by yourself. Like I am, you need 
to maintain the vehicle. This is your working material, your body and your mind, especially if you maybe are a teacher, if you are transporting knowledge and wisdom and help for others, you need to maintain your body and your mind and your soul in a way that you can operate on this high level. This will actually, by the way, lovely, this is an exercise I do with many of my clients. This will shift your mindset away from shame and guilt because so often as working women feel so guilty when we are taking time of ourselves because in that time we might not be able to play with our children. We might not be able to spend time with our partners and this leads to cutting time away from ourselves. But when you don't see it as, oh, I'm doing a little bit wellness, I do something in my free time, but you are maintaining your work material, your body, your mind, so you can be present for your children, so you can do your job in a good way. That shifts your mindset strongly away from shame and guilt. So maybe in the future, try to speak of self-maintenance. Self-maintenance is an ongoing proactive choice to take care of yourself to keep you at this high level of health of mindset when you regularly do that you will no longer end up being fully exhausted you will no longer tap into the trap of burnout and you will actually stay at a consistent level of energy that will eventually turn into an upward spiral because the less often you fall down and you need to fight your way out of exhaustion, guess what? You have more energy at hand to consistently be radiant and productive and successful. Regular self-maintenance of your body and your mind will not only strengthen your body and mind, but it will eventually keep you even out of the periphery of exhaustion and burnout that too many women get pulled in again and again too often. It will make self-care even more easy. You won't have to do those emergency interventions that so many women actually have to do, right? When you're totally exhausted, it takes days, if not weeks, to get back to your level. But if you stay on this regular equilibrium of high maintenance, you won't even get close to the dangerous area in the periphery of burning yourself out. At the end of the day, it really comes down to creating such a deep, strong and confident connection with your inner self that you develop something like, I like to call it like an inner radar. When you have a strong connection to yourself because you make self-care, self-maintenance a priority and not something that you might squeeze into your day if there's enough time left. If you make it one of your regular to-dos, your jour fix, so to say, you will create this inner radar and you will be able to listen to the tiny inner voice. The inner voice of your soul is very quiet. And this is why so many people ignore it. This is why so many people don't hear the signals of the body. But when you create a strong connection, your awareness will actually become sharpened. You will hear that warning voice much sooner and you will react very at a very, very early stage to complaints of your body, 
to complaints of your minds and to complaints of your emotions. So let's say, let's take the example of sitting on the desk the whole day. <laughs> This is something very new to me. You know, before the pandemics, I was working with my body the whole time. I was teaching, I was traveling around. And since I took my teachings online, I'm sitting on the desk six, seven, eight, nine hours per day. So I feel my back. Now I know what my clients feel like. And Too many people ignore because they are not connected to their inner self. They ignore the small warning signs, these small tweaks in your spine, this little pain in the neck, and they just keep going. Physical pain is building up until eventually you develop some type of disease, some type of illness, and then you need to do this emergency interventions to get you out of this unhealthy state. This is the same for the mind. There is a very quiet warning sign for stress. When you are aware, when you are connected, when you listen to your inner radar, you will hear that voice telling you, girl, you are going too fast. Lady, you are doing too much. Take a slow, take a rest. And if you listen to that voice at a very early stage, you give your nervous system, your adrenal system, the break it needs. Guess what? You will not get exhausted. You will not get burned out because you don't fall into the trap. You get my point, right? It's about really listening to your inner voice. And this is what happens through regular self-maintenance of your body and your mind. There are three major pillars I want to look at today. Next week, we are going to look at three more major pillars in regards of efficient self-care. And when I'm saying efficient self-care, this is all revolving around developing this inner radar and really making you so aware that there's no way that you're going to harm yourself by neglecting it too long. The first and foremost thing is to recognize what you are feeling and why. And this needs to become your second nature. Become aware of your feelings. Allow yourself to become aware of your physical feelings, your mental feelings, and your emotional feelings. And when I say mental feelings, of course, this is thoughts. But when you are connected to your inner radar, you will feel, you will sense a thought arising. This thought, oh my God, something feels off here. This person is not communicating to me in a way that she has my best in mind. Maybe my boss is trying to take advantage of me here. So my point is, when you develop your inner radar, your warning words will become more important than if you just push them away and you just keep on going. So become aware and recognize what you're feeling in your body, your mind, and your emotions, and accept that you are feeling that way. Don't just ignore it. Accept it. Allow yourself a second to feel it out, even if it is a negative feeling. Negative feelings like fear, like pain, like anxiety, like anger, they are very important and very helpful and needed warning signs. So allow them to be there. Feel them out. Ask yourself, why is this feeling, this thought coming up? And then act upon it, right? This is when your warning sign is actually coming into practice. So don't judge your feelings. 
especially as working women, we are so judgmental with ourselves. There are so many women, especially the ones that are in a leading position in their business, that try to compete in the very often male-dominated business world, and they try to play hard a little bit. And actually, this is something that I see in some of my clients. I have one amazing woman on my program. She is responsible for multi-million euro budgets per month. She's working in the corporate world. And in the beginning, when she started my training, her male boss, when she was discussing with him, eventually he would tell her, you are being hysterical. Don't be so emotional. Do you think ever a boss would tell that a male employee that he's emotional, hysterical when he starts an argument? At the best, they get called aggressive or difficult to deal with, but not emotional and hysterical. So I have changed her whole mindset around in a way that she allows herself those feelings and that she acts upon them in a grounded state. That she's not starting to get nervous because she's blaming herself for her own feelings and emotions, but she stays rational and she acts upon them in a rational, grounded way, just like men do. Guess what? For more than half a year, her boss has not been calling her emotional and hysterical any longer. He respects her. He's given more responsibility to her, but he is also hearing her out. So it's very important recognize your feelings, respect them, ask yourself, why am I feeling, thinking and acting this way and then react on it. Don't worry about other people's feelings. This is about you. Be honest to yourself and be honest to other people. The more confident you are about what you feel and the more confident you express those feelings in a rational way, the less people will criticize you and the less people will be disappointed or show you that they are disappointed. And this brings us to the feeling of guilt and shame. And the more you are connected with your inner world, the more confident you are about your feelings. Because when you know that there is a reason you feel the way you feel, and that you, on a very rational way, can explain that, and that you can do an argument and telling somebody, listen, this is not going to work. I'm setting my boundary here the less people will feel offended and the less you will start into the downward spiral of feeling guilty and feeling ashamed because you can justify your thoughts and your feelings and your actions and reactions in front of yourself. So also here, you will create a habit of less guilt, less shame because you do deliberate choices. You deliberately choose your reactions to your emotions and you're no longer in a victim role, but you're in the role of somebody who's taken control. It's a very important difference. When you feel guilty or when you feel ashamed, this is an indication that you have made a wrong choice previously. So when you feel guilty or ashamed about something, ask yourself, where did you make a small mistake that you are now regretting? And very often this has to do with this topic of self-care and self-maintenance. Sometimes we react in a way that makes us feel ashamed afterwards because we don't act out of control and groundedness, but we react out of exhaustment and fear, right? 
So if you prevent yourself from getting exhausted, from getting anxiety, because you do this self-maintenance I was mentioning earlier, you will again not get into the periphery of guilt and shame on the long run, because you will shift yourself to a whole different level of mindset and to a much, much more consciously choosing individuum that is take it does not matter what other people might think you cannot control the reactions of other people you can only control your reactions to your emotions that are there and you can control the way you act so never base your decision upon what might the other person think of me and again when you are connected and confident about your decisions it doesn't matter because you have the best interest you have your best own self in mind this is your major interest and let's put it to the workspace when you make a decision that is a hundred percent contributing to your business project they might not think badly of you not even if you make a mistake so never ask yourself when making a decision what might the other person think of me but what might the outcome be in regards of my self-care, of my deliberate choices for my own best well-being. And I'm not saying you should become an egotistic bitch, not thinking about others. No, not at all. Again, when you are clear, when you are aware, when you are making genuine, honest, deliberate choices from the heart, from your higher being, then you will not make choices that in the end make you feel guilty or ashamed of, even if you make a mistake, then you will forgive yourself the mistakes you make, because you know confidently that you acted upon the highest good in mind. You only can control your own actions. You cannot make other people happy. Ditch that. This is not your responsibility. You can make yourself so happy, so radiant that it rubs off on others, right? So always take care of yourself first in a way that you will then have so much energy left and so much radiance left that you can shower your beloved ones. And this is especially in your private life, your children, your spouse, your partner, your friends with so much radiance and energy. This is what I love giving to you ladies here because I'm taking care of myself so much that there's always energy left. I always operate from a state of overflow because I know when to say no to protect that energy. And the art of saying no, setting boundaries, we will look into next week in my second part of the self-care mini-series. But remember, it is important to say no from a genuine place of self-maintenance, self-care. Last of the three big pillars is taking time for yourself at the end of the day. That comes down to deliberately choosing yourself first as well. And as I said earlier, don't regard self-care as something that you ask for and that might be given to you. That's why it's called taking care of yourself. Nobody is giving it to you. You need to take it. And it's not something that you are allowed to. It is something that you are actually obliged to. When you really look at it, if you want to be a good mother, if you want to be a good entrepreneur, whatever you want to be good at, you are obliged 
you must take care of yourself in a proper way. And all my students and my clients, they know that I hardly ever use the same must. I always replace it with I want to rather than I have to. But in very few exceptions, I use the word must. And this is something that you have to. If you want to deliver the best version of yourself, it is your freaking obligation to take care of yourself in a way that you maintain your body and your mind and emotions in a way that you don't freak out, that you don't burn yourself out, and you just simply can give yourself from your highest state. Look at it that way. And then some people, they, they excuse themselves. I see that with some of the mothers of my daughter's school, right? When I talk to them, they're almost excusing themselves for like, oh, tonight I, I need to go to my Pilates class. No, you have to. You have to maintain your body in a way that you can take care of your children and the household and your job and all of that. So taking time for yourself is not a gift, it's an obligation and make it a jour fix. Put it in your weekly schedule, just like a meeting with your team members, just like a meeting with your boss. And then you can justify in front of your boss. Yes, we need a healthcare specialist in our company because we don't want to, uh, employees to get ill. So this is something that you need to take Take time for yourself and take care of yourself. Don't wait until it's given to you because hardly ever people will give it to you without you asking for it. Lovely is our time is almost getting to an end. So let me round up here with um, this taking care of yourself. And this can be in terms of movement. This can be meditation. You can even take the time to go to a concert. A few days ago, I went to an amazing concert of Sam Garrett. Google this guy. It's just amazing. He does beautiful, beautiful music. And I was dancing and chanting with like 500 other people. And now I know my battery is like in full overflow mode for at least the next four weeks. I really nourish myself with those highlights every once in a while. And then I know I can take energy from that for the next weeks. And of course, besides that, I keep my daily self-maintenance active. I hope I could give you some quick impulses for effective self-care for real self-care, remember that, Re maybe replace it with the word self-maintenance. Next week in my Friday Femme Talk, I'll be addressing some more pillars, including setting boundaries, including saying no. I hope you'll be joining me again. Sending you so much love and power and energy into your Friday. Enjoy. The weekend is coming up for sure. And I'm looking forward to see and hear and read from you again very, very soon. <laughs>